Welcome to the third episode in the Keck CNC podcast series, Global Thinking. I'm Dominic Laurie. Now, Asia is increasingly the center of the world's attention. For two decades or more, it's provided much of our economic growth. An increasing share of technological advances come from the region. And more recently, it was the first to go into and then to come out of the peak of the COVID pandemic. But despite all of this, it's also a region that many communications professionals in the, in the West and around the world are unfamiliar with. In this podcast, we're going to give you an introduction to the media and issues landscape in a region that is leading the world in the defining issues of the day. Joining me are four colleagues who can help us understand everything that we need to know. Jochen Legavi, our chairman for Asia, and Minako Otani, a senior consultant also from our Japan office. They both join us from Tokyo Live. And then we have Daniel Del Rey and Nicole Yu, respectively partner and senior consultant in Hong Kong, both of whom have lots of experience in Hong Kong, mainland China, and also the wider Southeast Asia region as well. So welcome to all of you. Jochen, I'm going to start with you. Um, what are the main things that we would need to know about you know, how communications works uh, in Japan versus other countries? And I- well, in Japan, as you probably know, um, everything is extremely well organized. There are very clear processes and structures in place. And that's also the case in everything related to media. Um, first of all, we have a press club system here, which is unique. Nowhere else in the world you find something. There are 800 press clubs spread around the country. Each ministry has a press club. Each prefecture has a press club. Even the imperial agency has their own press clubs. And these are organizations which have been in place partially for more than 100 years, where journalists come together, are located in one big room where they work, also being competitors neck to neck, and are fed by their host, for example, a ministry, and are steering lots of media coverage. Minako Atani, do you think that has benefits? Does it have drawbacks? I think there are definitely pros and cons cons of the press club system. Um, there, It does allow a simultaneous and equal delivery of information to all press club members. And from a comms professional point of view, it is efficient in terms of getting out the information that you want in the most effective and efficient way, as all major publications are belonging to the press clubs. And I guess that doesn't mean that you never get stories that try to criticize or try to uncover an exclusive, that there, there, there would be a system for that as well, would there, that works outside the press clubs? The press clubs are the organizations where you have the big newspapers, the big TV stations, and a few other uh, selected uh, news wires and mainstream media. But we have a second group of media which are the weekly and monthly magazines, all the freelancers or uh, very independent media, which on purpose stay away from the press clubs. First of all, they are not invited, but second, they don't want to be there because they fulfill exactly that role. They do the speculation, they do the investigation, they come up with very daring pieces, which means that the uh, people out there um, basically need to pay attention to both media types. That's so interesting, so different. Um, I want to move to Nicole Liu. Le- Nicole, you've been both a journalist and you've also worked in comms consulting, not just in Hong Kong, but also mainland China. How would you, I'll talk to you about China. How would you characterize the sort of 
the journalistic system in China and how stories um, get disseminated and released? Is there a kind of centralized system uh, more than perhaps in Japan where you have these hundreds of press clubs? So generally speaking, there might not be a straight yes or no answer to many questions we face in communication work. So just give you an example, there are over 200 media outlets in the financial service sector, and even the number of media outlets in the Chinese province might be more than the figure in all of Hong Kong, not to mention the social and digital media platforms. Press release distribution doesn't work well in China. They're just not effective in reaching journalists who don't rely on emails, as you would expect. And in general, a successful announcement, judging by quality coverage in the reputable publication, requires outreach to individual reporters with whom establish the long-term relationship. And and, and they don't often answer emails. That's really interesting. So how, how would you be getting hold of them? The normal practice is to direct message or call them to arrange the follow-up coverage. Jochen, you were going to come in. Yeah, I wanted to have a second uh, comment on the topic of language. Um, The risk is that sometimes clients think a simple translation is enough. I give you one example. When we are working on a press release which is localized uh, from a global draft, um, one thing we always have to do is, is to reduce the amount of quotes and replaces with more factional announcements. Uh, the media here is not out to quote individuals, even if the individual is a CEO, on their opinion, but they are looking for official company statements. So um, it is um, sometimes misleading if you think we simply translate what we give out. And this goes far beyond press release, it is in all documents or even. Um, during interviews in the verbal way, it is not only the um, language translation, but much more the localization of the content and the format you deliver it. Nicole, we were talking about, um, you know, Jochen was talking about how you deal with journalists in Japan. Um, How do you deal with journalists in China? Is there a kind of etiquette? Is there a, um, a way of, what are the different ways of of striking relationships with journalists in China? And similar to other market, it always depends on the exact circumstance and the relationship with the reporters and editors. How would you say, so Dan, how do multinational corporations make announcements in, in, in China, therefore? I mean, there has to be a local angle, which maybe sometimes there isn't quite yet. Or how would you, how would you say that, you, that, that those approaches have been characterized in recent, in recent months and years? Uh, well, I, I should start by saying that, you know, I think we all recognize these are tricky times for, for China in terms of its international relations uh, because of trade, because of Hong Kong, because of COVID-19. Most uh, attention to recently is is the way that some companies have used themes around uh, the coronavirus and COVID-19 as context for some of their messages. So we've, we've seen several who have themes of recovery and supporting their employees as important context for some of the announcements that that they've made. A lot of the the announcements have had that as the uh, as as the context. You need to recognize what has happened, what has been done, 
um, praise employees to a certain extent for, for their role in maintaining operations or helping the company manage through these difficult times. And then, you know, having said that, uh, you can pivot to the the actual substance of the message that uh, you want to deliver. Jochen, what would you say are the the trends in Japan that people um, looking to formulate a communication strategy in Japan should be aware of over the next months and years? Good old times of Japanese only, Nikkei only will be over or is already over now because the ultimate decision makers, meaning foreign shareholders, are sitting outside of the country. They are now also um, going for investigative stories in a way you have not seen it before and outrightly competing with the foreign media organizations, which was not a topic before. Nicole, uh, I guess one trend in China that's been hugely important has been the huge importance of social media more than anywhere else in the world as a way to disseminate information, communicate with each other? Like we are all talking about WeChat and Weibo all the time. Like the latter, which is often um, compared to Twitter in the other markets. I, I would say like in 2018, it amounted for six, We I mean WeChat amounted for 63% of the online media market and it has growing importance. All of the Traditional media organizations have established the WeChat account to publish content on them and KOLs, like we say, um, key opinion leaders who can have uh, millions of followers and the other corporations, they are all using WeChat as a platform for PR or personal profile profiling. Minako Otani in Japan, what, what are you seeing? What, what are you seeing your clients doing now that they weren't? two or three years ago, and, and where do you see the, the future changing uh, in terms of communications? Sure. Um, this is more related to, I think, the impact um, or the effect that the COVID-19 situation brought. I think traditionally in Japan, media and also Japanese companies preferred sort of face-to-face engagements, whether it was for a media interview or any business meeting. But because of this COVID-19, um, it's encouraged both the company side and also the media side to explore more efficient ways, whether it's um, video calls, conference calls. And what this means for also comms professionals here is that not just interviews with um, executives who are actually based in Tokyo, but this also enables having, for example, executive interviews with um, who are based at headquarters of our client's office outside of Tokyo. So I see this increasing sort of um, sense of need to be more efficient on um, both the client side and also the media side. And we think it's a good sign. Uh, Jochen, Minako, Daniel, Nicole, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's been a fascinating discussion on the rich and diverse media and communications environment uh, in Asia. Um, Do listen out for our next episodes, our coming up episodes in Global Thinking. Thank you very much for listening.